With the Road America Season Pass, you have access to over 50 days of on-track action, half-price entry for the Sunset Cruise and morning drive events, select private track rentals, the annual Season Pass holder luncheon, and so much more. Go to RoadAmerica.com. Show. We're going to hear from Brian Gutekinds. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur. Also, don't forget, if you're out in the lacrosse area, maybe you're coming in from lacrosse for the uh, the Bill Michaels Open in Barocca this weekend. Maybe you want to go a little bit north and head to Buzzard Billy's in downtown lacrosse on Pearl Street uh, or upstairs to the Starlight Lounge. Either place you can't go wrong. They're a proud supporter of the, uh, the motorcycle ride as well. Coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. As we're going to have more and more information about that as uh, we start to open things up this month and really start to push for um, for uh, early signups and such. But uh, we can't wait. Can't wait to get all this going. And uh, that's our friends from Buzzer Billy's and Starlight Lounge, both places you cannot go wrong. The Starlight Lounge, a 1950s-style cocktail lounge. Buzzer Billy's downstairs, just really good food, great place to go and watch a game, hang out, gather as a group, whatever it happens to be. Check out both places on Pearl Street in lacrosse uh john says uh, nfl schedule is coming out may 11th only 90 plus days to the first preseason game and the jets and browns uh jets versus browns per some reports wonder if aaron Rodgers would possibly play you got to think that he's going to play a little in preseason right you got to think that he's going to play a little in preseason uh, this is Ian Rappaport talking about Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers picking up that fifth-year option. Yeah, there were a couple fascinating decisions as we got closer to the fifth-year option deadline, which, as you mentioned, is tomorrow. There was the Chase uh, Chase Young deadline. That was interesting. Did not pick up the option. There was the Tua uh, in, uh, decision, which, of course, the Dolphins did pick up his fifth-year option. And Jordan Love is probably the last and most interesting one. Would be about $20 million if they picked up the fifth-year option. But here is really the decision for the Green Bay Packers. First of all, there's no decision. He is going to be their starter next year. But this is similar to what the Giants faced uh, about a year or so ago with Daniel Jones. Do they pick up the fifth-year option, about $20 million for Jordan Love, and protect themselves in case he goes out and balls, which they believe he will, or do they just say, you know what, we got the franchise tag, we're not going to lock ourselves in to a fully guaranteed contract in 2024? That is what the Giants did, but then it got tough because Daniel Jones played well and they had to pay a little bit more. So that's the decision for the Green Bay Packers. Fifth-year option or rely on the franchise tag, and they'll probably have a decision tomorrow. Listen, yeah, they moved on. I would assume they're going to give them the fifth-year option. Just my thought. Did fifth you hear that option. little note, Bill, though? That Rappaport threw in there, in case love goes out and balls, comma, which they think he will. Which they think he will, in case he does. I got got to think they're going to pick up the fifth-year option. Um, As Gudekin said, it's a lot of money for a guy that hasn't won, but uh, I just think that's what they're going to do. Speaking of Gudekinst and that fifth-year option, this is what Gudekinst had to say about picking up that fifth-year option this week for Jordan Love's contract. Yeah, i got to figure that out by Tuesday, I guess. Yeah, but uh, we're kind of still working through that. We've been so focused on the draft. We've had some preliminary conversations, but we'll get to that before Tuesday. What would be the reason not to? 
Uh, again, I got to get through that. Um, there's, you know, it's a lot of money for a guy who hasn't, you know, played. But um, at the same time, obviously, we're we're moving forward with him, so we'll we'll figure that out by Tuesday. Is it end of day Tuesday or end of day Monday? Pretty sure it's end of day Tuesday. Probably three o'clock for us usually. Yeah, I'm don't quote me. I'm not 100 percent pretty sure of that. There you go. It's a lot of money for a guy who hasn't played. 100 percent correct. But this is this is the corner you painted yourself into. And you're not going to give him a franchise tag the following year and pay him all that money for one year and put that amount of money on the books. Not going to do that. So you got to figure there's going to be some kind of an extension and there's going to be some prove-its that are going to be on there and uh, and go from there. He was asked, Goody was asked also, did he take the so many wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs to because you know i mean the packers haven't had a propensity to pick a lot of offensive players specifically weaponry early on in the nfl draft at least not during aaron Rodgers' uh, career so um is that the reason they went out and did it because they wanted to make sure that jordan love had all the opportunities in the world yeah it was a really interesting year I, i'm sure there's part of that i think um Certainly, I, I talked last night that that was one of our goals was to add some some pass catchers and some skill players. I also think we probably had a very, very deep group of offensive linemen. You guys know how I like to take offensive linemen. We weren't able to do that in, in this draft. <clears throat> so um, I did think because of the depth of our group right now that once we got past a certain point on the board, you know, making this football team was going to be was going to be difficult on the offensive line. So, which I think opened up spots, you know, for some of those skill positions. But, um, yeah, I think certainly that was a goal of ours. Um, again, you never know how it's going to fall, but um, it felt good for us. So, They had some other players they wanted, best available players that were not linemen at the time. Had one of the top linemen fallen, it probably would have made that decision a little more difficult to go in that direction. But since they didn't have the guy they wanted there and other guys were there, and they feel like they are pretty deep on the offensive line. I guess if Sean Ryan comes back and gives you anything after being suspended for PEDs last year, if he comes back and gives you anything and performs the way they wanted him to, um, then you've got additional depth, and you don't have to have uh, a bunch of linemen. You would have liked to have found the tackle, but it just wasn't in the cards. Now, uh, speaking of finding guys, you know, you hope that your secondary is fortified, but your safety, uh, when you let Adrian Amos walk, uh, now, he's not re-signed with anybody. Is there a possibility that you could bring him back to kind of be your center fielder all over again for that defense? Yeah, I think, you know, we, we're not going to close the door on that. Obviously, Adrian's done such a nice job for us over the last four years, and uh, um, we've been in communication with him along the way. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. But um, as we've talked about many times um, in here, it's 365, right? So, like, today's a great day. Um, these last three days, I think we've really had a, uh, a chance to help our football team, and I think we did. Um, and we're, you know, we'll enjoy this tonight, but as we get going tomorrow, we're going to be signing some rookie minicamp guys and then start looking at what's out there on the on the you know veteran uh, open market and continue to move forward. And if we can make our team better, we're going to we're going to do that. So, um, but yeah, Adrian, you know, I mean, he, obviously he's a you know he's he's played at a high level for a long time, played at a high level for us last year, so. Um, we wouldn't close the door on that yet. Then you got Matt LaFleur uh, talking about, you know, the, the weaponry for Jordan Love. And, you know, without some of the veterans, you know, without um, Cobb, without Lazard, without Sammy Watkins, that means you're relying on Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, even Samari Torre. These are guys are only one year into the system. So how much 
can you, you know, I, the coaching, the coaching staff, coaching this year is going to become prevalent, but how much do you, then you rely on just those three guys and Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and Samari Torre when you really don't have anybody else of experience in this offense? Yeah, I, they're, I mean, they're the only two experienced guys in our room right now. So, uh, I mean, Samori got limited action last year, which is which is nice. But um, the one thing I'll say is I think that the, guy, the, the older veterans that they were around a year ago really kind of uh, set the expectations for them in terms of how we practice and our process, everything we do from the meeting rooms to, to out on the field. And I think they learned from, from – some great ones in terms of, you know, guys like Randall and Allen and, and, um, but, but certainly, I mean, they're, they are the veteran presence in that room, which is, is, uh, unique. I don't think I've ever been around a room that young before. Uh, and, and we're a long way from kicking off week one. So we'll see how everything transpires from here and until that time. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when the call went in and I would assume the call happened maybe prior to everybody else finding out but when the call goes to Jordan Love and says hey Jordan um, just to let you know it's a done deal Aaron Rodgers is no longer a Green Bay Packer and you're the guy you know that type of thing so um, you know Matt LaFleur was asked hey when the word came down it's official that you are now the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers and you're taking over for you know a hall of famer in aaron Rodgers, so what was that like what 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 did you know jordan love is he showing those signs of being ready to go yeah i would say so i think it's it's been a cool process from the day we drafted him to see him now just to see how he's matured um in every facet of life i think you guys probably notice it even when when you're in the locker room um so i think he you know he, he definitely understands that he he's the guy in charge he's going to be the guy in the in the huddle and um you know he's got to be an extension of us and you know we're excited for him we've got a lot of confidence in him i think he showed it just in the limited action he did last year and just the ability to step in there and and you know the moment was not too big for him. You could see that. He was super poised, and that, that quite frankly, gave us the confidence that we needed to see from him. Then you've got uh, Jordan Love and responding now. Uh, I, I guess the question is, how is he going to respond when you have to now step outside of the shadow? The shadow is no longer no longer there you're the man so he's got to step out of uh, the shadow of Aaron Rodgers over the past three years how, you know how is he responding to that well I think he's still Jordan and um, I think he's still got a ton of room for growth and, and he's going to continue to evolve but I think it, it you're right it is hard to lead when you're not the guy and he knows he's the guy now so I think that comes with it just instills confidence in him and i think his teammates they all he's he's first of all he's earned the respect by his actions the way he works um from from all his teammates i would say and um you know i'm excited for him i I think there's it's it's going to be a process but one that i know that he can handle all right here's the question now and and i think this is incredibly pertinent 
you have eight times first-round draft choices via defense, right? The question, I think it's a legitimate question. How much does this defense really need to step up and show something and be dominant? The eighth first-round pick now comes to the roster. How much does this defense need to step up and perform? Well, I'd say everybody has to. I think, um, like I said before, every year in this league, there's going to be transition. There's going to be turnover. Certainly, I think we're in a position right now where there's been more than it's there's been in quite some time here. Um, so I think the challenge is how do you reinvent yourself each and every year, knowing that the standards and expectations don't change. I mean, we're expected to win. That's what that's what uh, this business is all about. And certainly, to when you have a first year starter at the Q, QB position, we need everybody from coaches to to every player on, our, player on our roster to perform and produce at a high level and play complete team football. Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker, Rashawn Gary, Jair Alexander, Darnell Savage Jr., Eric Stokes, Lucas Van Ness. All first-rounders. All first-round draft choices. That answer by Matt LaFleur... I can appreciate, and he's right. Technically, there's 100% of what he said is technically correct. But what he did not say was, and you and I are both looking at each other going, come on, eight first-round draft choices on this defense. You and I both know. Joe Barry, you got to S or get off the pot, man. If you don't have a defense that is worthy of a top 10 ranking, at least you got to go. Because there's no way Gudikins is going to look you in the eye and go, you know what? I missed on T.J. Slayton and Quay Walker and Rashawn Gary and Jair Alexander. I should have never paid him that second contract. And Darnell Savage Jr., who we sat last year and then brought him back. And, and boy, this Lucas Van a- there's no way. Remember, remember Goody said, hey, we, there's talent on defense. There's talent there. They re-signed Keyshawn Nixon. They brought back Rasul Douglas. They brought in Tavarius Moore, right? They got all these guys. Stokes is hopefully coming back from injury. You know, they they kept peace players like Dellen Levitt and Rudy Ford and Shamar Jean Charles, who they drafted fifth over or fifth, in the fifth round. Um, there's no way he's going to look at you and go, yeah, this defense really isn't that good. Eight first-round draft choices on this defense. You cannot say in any way, shape, or form that you can be less than top ten now. Matt LaFleur, real quick, asked – do you have to simplify all of it? Because coaching is going to become supreme now. Do you got to simplify all of this now that you don't have the the matrix mind of Aaron Rodgers under center? Uh, not necessarily. I think the the one thing I'll tell you is um, just being around him for now going into year four, he's learned a lot and he's seen a lot and obviously learning when you're behind one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, I think Jordan has, has done an outstanding job just kind of picking his brain and learning from Aaron. And um, But like I said, it's going to be a process with because it's not just about that position. I mean, that that's a big part of it. But it's, it's also, you know, we've got some younger tight ends. We've got 
a bunch of young wideouts. So it's it's about the collective and how we come together and what we want to be on the field. There you go. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. Mike Clemens going to be joining us. We'll talk with him the rest of the way about this draft that was. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. With the Road America Season Pass, you have access to over 50 days of on-track action. Half-price entry for the Sunset Cruise and Morning Drive events. Select private track rentals the annual season pass holder luncheon, and so much more. Go to roadamerica.com. With the 13th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Lucas Finesse, defensive end, Iowa. Well, where are you for the draft? I'm actually in Fontana, Wisconsin. Actually pretty close to home here now. So I uh, uh, almost seemed uh, meant to be. And I was here with, you know, my family and friends. And my dad uh, my dad and mom both have a few siblings. They brought over and, you know, brought everyone close to me. So just really made it a special event, special night. And uh, couldn't have asked for a better pick than to be here with the Packers. Lucas Van Ness is now a Green Bay Packer. We bring in our guy, Mike Clemens, who was uh, spending uh, yeoman's work and doing yeoman's work in uh, in Green Bay. Michael, how you doing, pal? Pretty good, Bill. Pretty good. Uh, well, you had a chance to chat with the first-round draft choice of the Green Bay Packers. Pretty exciting weekend in Green Bay, I guess, because of uh, not only uh, you know new players coming in, but a whole new era being ush- ushered in. Yeah, you know, it didn't take long to talk to this kid out of Iowa who grew up in, in – he went to Barrington High School. That's a Chicago suburb. A Blackhawks fan, so he played a lot of hockey. You've seen some clips now on, on Twitter from body-checking guys. Uh, but he, he got offers from a lot of schools. And so as we kind of got into a conversation with him after the pick, and he's there at his family's home in Fontana, that's like their – their second home in the Lake Geneva area. They still live in Barrington. Um, you know, here he comes to a team now. This guy, guys like Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, where he can learn from in Green Bay. And we asked him how excited he was about that. It's awesome. And honestly, I was uh, thinking about it. And when I was out in California, Kenny Clark uh, was another uh, guy that was out there training with us. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously at the time it was uh, – Aaron was out there with us too. So I got, you know, a little involved in the culture and, you know, how things work around, you know, the green Bay building and the drive and the motor and, you know, the play style you guys have. But, you know, from, uh, from the get go, my goal was to come in and learn from a veteran and, you know, really learn what it means to be a pro. And, uh, I'm just so happy. I have, you know, some veteran guys to look up to and learn after, and I can't wait to get in the building and meet them. Lucas and your off season workouts, you said it was with Kenny Clark. Was that in thousand Oaks? Were there other Packers there? Yes, that was in a thousand Oaks, California. And outside of Kenny, I mean, uh, although no more, uh, Aaron was, uh, Aaron Rodgers was there in the facility as well at the time. Um, so I, you know, spent a lot of time between them two. Sorry. What was the other question? And coming out of Barrington, I know that Illinois was, was oh, yes. pursuing you. What were some of the yeah. other schools? And talk about the crucial decision to go to Iowa. Yeah, you know, I had a crazy recruiting process. You know, I uh, post senior or post junior year in January, I went to my first ever training session, and uh, from January first until uh, you know midsummer in June, you know, I was committed. So I had a quick six month process. Um, you know, I uh, started gaining traction. I went to a few camps. You know, that summer I went to Lindenwood, 
Uh, I did a camp at Iowa, Iowa State, and Minnesota. Um, and, uh, you know, I started receiving offers everywhere I went. Um, and it kind of started out small, you know, with the, both the, uh, the Air Force and Naval Academy. Um, I got all the Ivy Leagues just, you know, because I had pretty good academics in high school. Um, I had like a 3-7 GPA coming out. Um, and then uh, went to Iowa, received an offer from Iowa at, my, at the camp. Same with Minnesota, Illinois. And basically, I, uh, I took a, an official visit just to Iowa because, coincidentally, you know, both my parents actually went to Iowa State. They're huge Iowa fans. I went to Iowa games when I was little, uh, you know, touching helmets. Um, on the sidelines, and I just loved, you know, that they took a chance on me. Uh, you know, that Coach Ferentz has been there for 20, you know, plus years, and the stability they had in the program. You know, Coach Parker uh, develops players and makes them into NFL-style players, uh, which obviously worked out for me pretty well. Uh, and I just knew what I was getting. And, uh, you know, from the moment I stepped on campus, it fell home, and I'm very happy that I went to the University of Iowa. Mike, uh, you've got a guy in Lucas Van Ness, a first-round draft choice, and never started, which is – Odd, I guess, to say the very least, right? I don't care. <laughs> and he's the 13th pick overall. I mean, it's not like he's mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, I guess his speed impressed people. Did you see that he ran a 4.58? You know who else ran a 4.58? Rashawn Gary. So he's got that kind of speed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he was asked that directly. How, how can you not have started a game as an Iowa Hawkeye, and here you are, the Packers' first pick overall? You know, uh, I've gotten this question thousands of times over the last few months. And, uh, again, I mean, it was uh, – I was very happy with the way, you know, my time at Iowa went. It's just, you know, the Iowa way. Um, I had two great fifth-year seniors in front of me um, who, you know, did the time. And, they, you know, they gave the years into their program. And Coach Ferentz has been there for about – I think he's this is incoming 25th year. You know, he's got a way of doing things at the developmental program where they bring gay guys in. And, uh, you know, I understood my role and my position – um, and I just did what Robert was asking me. So, Mike, I asked this question earlier. I mean, you know, you've got eight first-round draft choices now on this team. Uh, you got to – I mean, if you're good against, you know, let, let's just call it what it is, Joe Barry is firmly on the hot seat if this defense doesn't perform. That's eight first-rounders on defense alone? Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see, you've got um, – and for, what about what you spend in free agency, too? I mean, you right. spent all that money on Zadarius, but Preston Smith, you spent the money on Jair, uh, on Rasul Douglas. Yeah, you've, you've, you've put a lot of money into that, Devondre Campbell. And so Gutekinds was said, you know, with all that that you've invested in this defense with free agents and high draft picks, what are your expectations for defense this year? That We have high expectations for that group, you know, and I think, uh, you know, obviously Rashawn's coming off an injury and, um, but we have some young players that are really coming into their own. I mean, I think we're all excited to see what Quay can do. You know, Devondre Campbell, um, you know, with that job's been, you know, playing at a premier level for a long time. So, um, you know, Eric Stokes is going to be coming off an injury too. So getting all those guys back and really letting them go, I think we're, I think we're, we have very high expectations. Um, they're a good group of guys, but, you know, there's so much work to be done between now and, and in games. Um, but, um, yeah, there's there's definitely high expectations, but um, I mean that's you know we wouldn't have it any other way. You know, it's uh, with that many first round draft choices, like you said, and what they've invested in free agency and such. I mean, there's a ton of expectations. Hang in there. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. Got Mike Clemens standing by as we continually uh, roll through all of this. Roll uh, through all of this that uh, 
that uh, the NFL draft, the Packers' place in it, now completed. Now you just hope that uh, everything they've done is right and they've been able to fortify this team and fortify this offense to benefit uh, the new starter that is Jordan Love. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. And at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill, they have uh, coming up tomorrow night, they've got trivia over the weekend. They had some raffles and such and their golf tournament. Uh, it's just a great place to go if you want to just check some cool things out or just get a good meal. And eventually, it's gonna the weather's going to break to where you can go and sit out on the deck and overlook Pewaukee Lake and watch the boats roll in. That's Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill on Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview Boulevard, right there in Pewaukee. Stop in, tell Ryan and his staff we said. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Road America, your national park of speed, has great offers for everyone. Military members, veterans, kids, student passes, groups, and corporate offers as well. Cure your need for speed by going to roadamerica.com. That's roadamerica.com. Some help for you. Oh, boy. With the 50th pick. In the 2023 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers, the best franchise, by the way, in my opinion, select Jaden Reed, wide receiver, Michigan State. We always get good receivers in the second round. There you have it. That was uh, Leroy Butler, the Hall of Famer, making the pick. And uh, letting everybody know that he feels uh, that the Green Bay Packers, as he stated, the best franchise around. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at uh, Lux Golf, L-U-X-E, Lux Golf Bays in Franklin, Wisconsin, located in Franklin, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. But also, they wanted me to let you know that the Umbrella Bar is now open. So uh, it is now open, and it is one of the most unique outdoor venues in the Midwest, featuring a tent-like structure. Large satellite umbrella, and it uh, covers a big bar outside. The food trucks are there Thursday night. They have the food truck rally. Live music begins on June 1st. So get ready for a good summer over there at the Rock Sports Complex this spring in Franklin, Wisconsin. And if you want to get your golf game on, go to Lux, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBase.com. Joining us here on the program, our guy Mike Clemens. And Mike, uh, you know, first of all, it was cool to see, uh, you know, Leroy Butler up there. But then... To get uh, to get Reed, he's a guy that played both wideout and slot. He's got that experience. I would assume he's because of his size, only being five ten. He's got more of slot receiver written on him than anything. But uh, but give me your thoughts there. He looks like a slot receiver to me, and so they took what was it three wide receivers in this draft. But this is the guy who who jumps out at you, and you know he's a second round pick. So Jaden Reed, he's he ran a four three seven forty. So to, uh, now they don't want him to line up at the X, Y, and Z. That's what they expect from all these receivers. But he sure looks like he could be a slot guy between Dobbs and, and Christian Watson. Uh, I also think that he's got the potential to be maybe a punt returner, too, with that speed. Uh, and you could still have Keyshawn Nixon for kick returns. But, yeah, Jaden Reed is uh, uh, out of Michigan State, the 50th pick overall in, in the second round, 5'10", 191, 437 speed. And he was asked about his experience at Michigan State with the Spartans as both a wideout and a slot to be able to help the Packers' offense right away. No doubt. Just really just my versatility of playing inside and outside, uh, being able to move around in different spots of the field. I think I can, you know, find a weak spot for the defense and stuff like that. Great atmosphere in Lambeau Field. I mean, I cannot wait to get out there and, and, you know, display what I can do to help the team 
and you know help the whole you know organization you know thrive. So I'm I'm really thrilled to add value and do what I can to help the the program elevate. So Mike, they get a wide receiver. And then there's Luke Musgrave. Now, we, we had our guys from our leads on a little while ago, John Cooper, and he said, look, Musgrave, he by far, he would have been a first-round top-notch draft choice and maybe one of the best tight ends of the draft had he not gotten injured. So you, maybe the Packers get a steal by getting him where they did. He's a kind of a pedigree guy, too. Luke Musgrave is six foot six, 253 pounds, 22 years old. His, his dad, Doug Musgrave, was a quarterback at Oregon, and his uncle Bill Mus Bill Musgrave he played in the NFL. He was a, a quarterback in the '90s for the 49ers, for the Broncos. These days, he's been an offensive assistant for the Cleveland Browns. So you know it runs in the family, and uh, you, you know you see some of the earlier tape of him. Now Luke decided to go to Oregon State and play for the Beavers instead. But you know when you see when he's healthy, it's unbelievable. But he suffers this torn MCL. At the end of the game of week two, that required season-ending surgery. So, so unfortunately, when when I needed surgery, when we decided that I needed surgery for this knee injury, um, that that kind of shut me down for the year. The original thought was, um, you know, maybe if I don't need surgery, um, it's going to heal in in uh, you know six to eight weeks, and I can be back. But but once the surgery was determined that it was needed. Um, I, I was kind of out, and uh, I really was trying to press to get to the senior bowl, uh, really, um, was my goal. And, and I got cleared really kind of reluctantly two weeks before it, and um, and I was able to, to go to the senior bowl. But unfortunately, once the knee it, seat surgery happened, it was, uh, was kind of done for the season. The other tight end, Mike, uh, Tucker Kraft, he also is coming off some ankle surgery. So you've got some guys that have had, uh, you know, a few procedures, we'll say, done as they come into the Packers organization. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. You don't, I mean, the worst example in the last 15 years is when they took Justin Harrell, who had great sophomore and junior years, and he gets injured his senior year, and he, you know, he really never delivered, and even though he's a first-round pick, and I think that I think the 16th overall. But that guy you just heard, Musgrave, I mean, he had, he had 12 games as a freshman, um, he played a lot. He had seven games the next year, but that was short because of COVID. And then he was off the following year after that. He had 22 catches, 304 yards, a touchdown. Um, and, you know, that was he was that was just the first couple of games last year that he had before he got injured. Same story with his Tucker Kraft. Um, the, he's out of South Dakota State, six foot four, 254 pounds. Ran a four six forty, that's moving pretty good, and so he had to explain why he needed ankle surgery after the South Dakota State season opener at Iowa last year. Uh, it was the first game this season against Iowa. Sam Laporta trained with him. He's taken to the Lions or the second round. So, um, like my fourth snap of that game, I, I had a syndesmosis partial tear. That's the membrane that holds together your tibia and fibula. So what they did was they went in and surgically repaired the ligament and then tight roped my tibia and fibula back together. So it is um, almost, it'd be very hard to re-injure that ligament because of the gear holding my leg bones together. But I'm uh, I'm 100%. I'm ready for rookie minicamp. I'm ready to show every every bit of daily potential that I have for the Green Bay Packers. Like a lot of guys, Mike, um, you know, you get these stories where they start out. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers, he goes to Butte Community College and ends up, ends up at Cal, proves himself, and then look what he went on to. I mean, Tucker Kraft, kind of the same thing with one of those stories where he starts out small and then has to 
you know, has to work his way through, you know, a bigger and better area, right? Yeah, that's a that's a great example because, you, know, you know, the tape that they're watching is from the sophomore year, 15 starts, 65 catches, 780 yards, and six TDs. And then there he is getting hurt the first week and busts his butt, you know, to get back so, you know, he can help out his team. Now they That team ended up winning the F- FSC championship over North Dakota State, 45-21. to 21. So... The other thing, too, is this kid's story. I mean, he grows up in a town of Timberlake, South Dakota, 509 people, to becoming a third-round pick by the Green Bay Packers, and here's what that took. It's just been about a lot of uh, hard work and determination. You know, I came from a really small rural community. You know, I came from adversity. My father passed away when I was 12, my mother being uh, really sick with an autoimmune disease. I realized that I was going to have to take my path on my own. You know, working my way into a scholarship in an FCS school, working my way into a starting position, and then unanimous first-team All-American at the FCS level. I knew that the NFL was in my path by the time I turned about 20 years old, getting hit up by a lot of scouts, a lot of agents, telling me that I had what it takes. So I, I entered my name in the 2023 draft, and, and that's, that's what's brought me here to this moment. Certainly a guy that knows he has to go get it and nothing's going to be handed to you. That's that's for damn sure. Um and then there's the quarterback, Sean Clifford, Mike, the Packers take. We, you know, it's not a wow moment like they're putting pressure on Jordan Love or anything like no! that. It's just some, it's just some, <laughs> some, some serviceable guy that uh, maybe can come in and throw some passes in training camp and learn a little bit along the way. But, um, you know, I, I, I didn't see him play a ton at Penn State. I saw enough. There was nothing dynamic about him. He's but... a bum. <laughs> Yeah, obviously Ben Kenny having an opinion, but nevertheless, the Packers needed another backup quarterback. Uh, by the way, you mentioned our lads. I just haven't looked at the our lads Packers depth chart, and that's the first time in 15 years I've looked. It's like, oh, his name isn't there anymore <laughs> underneath. Right, I know. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. And they've actually got Jordan as you know QB one, and they've got this guy as quarterback two. Uh, Sean Clifford out of Penn State. Danny Etling has been in the league five years. They've got him listed as QB3, but that's because they invested this draft pick in Sean Clifford, who played at Penn State. And and I asked him, okay, and he's 24. He's actually a couple of months older than Jordan Love, uh, but a lot of experience at Penn State. I said, so what did they see in what you did with the offense in Penn State that they think you can apply to Matt LaFleur's offense here in Green Bay? Yeah, I, you know, I I think that just being able to uh, to win games first and foremost, you know, especially last year, being able to to contribute and win the Rose Bowl with that team, you know, I love those guys, love Penn State, you know, my six years there, but really, just being able to get better every single day, have a bunch of guys that I, I love going to work with there, and I think that they just see that work ethic, um, that leadership, and uh, being able to uh, to be a pro when I was in college. So I'm I'm excited to to be a pro officially and. He would contribute in every single way. Then you got uh, the running back choice uh, out of Central Michigan, Lou Nichols and Mike. He, uh, you know, obviously they need depth at the running back position. You don't know what the year after this is going to hold for the running back position. So you kind of figured they would address it at some point. But what does he bring to the table, I guess? Well, he'll be lining up behind uh, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Patrick Taylor, uh, Tyler Goodson, you know, he got some snaps there. So, I mean, I think that the the door is wide open for this kid. 
out of Central Michigan to be the number three running back. And if he can play some special teams and all that, he's built a little bit more like A.J. Dillon. And so this Lou Nichols the third was asked, how do you get the nickname the Humble Beast at Central Michigan? Man, just my personality and my play style on the field, you know, just a humble kid, you know, who always just try to just stay level-headed and then, you know, just on the field, man, just turn into a beast, just kind of, you know, unleash and, you know, just with my God-given ability to speak for me on the field. So that's just kind of where the humble beast nickname comes from. Seems like, Mike, when you listen to some of these guys talk, there's a lot of, a lot of character there, for lack of a better term. I mean, guys that, uh, you know, sound like they know what they've got, they know who they are. They, they, nothing's been given to them. They're all, they all have these, this work ethic of some type. Uh, and then you've got a guy, you know, I'm not necessarily thrilled that you pick up, you know, kickers in the draft, but uh, Anders Carlson, this is a guy that's got a big leg. He's got a good percentage. He's got a big leg. And they needed, you know, not only, we don't talk about enough about the fact that Mason Crosby's not there. The end of an era there as well, one of the most longest-tenured Packers besides Aaron Rodgers. So a new era in the kicking aspect as well. The last time the Packers drafted a kicker was 2007, and his name is Mason Crosby. Mm-hmm. And I played you the last interview that we had with Mason in the facility. You said, oh, no, no, I, I'm ready to come back. He made that clear that he wanted to come back. And Goodikins, two or three times, I said, yeah, you know, it, the door's not closed, and, you know, we've got to look at some of the options. And then, of course, he takes the action of drafting a kicker. He's got one other kicker that's been on the roster. So they got two young guys. But this might be a Rich Basaccia move, too, because he worked with Carlson's older brother, David. Now, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. David Carlson is the guy who was kicking for the 49ers that missed, like, three field goals in that game that ended up being a tie between the Vikings and the backers a couple of years ago. But then he got things straight when he got out to the Raiders and work with Bisaccia. But this younger brother, Anders Anders Carlson, that's the way he pronounces it, um, I asked him, so I look in the record book, so this 52-yarder you kicked in the Iron Bowl tied the Auburn record set by his older brother, David, and the former Packers place kicker in the 80s, Al Del Grucco. And I said, do you know him? Mm-hmm. Um, I did know, yes, I did know he was there for a little bit. Um uh... He actually comes around Auburn. I think he, he wins some golf tournaments every once in a while. Uh, so I've seen him around Auburn when I was there. And, uh, you know, it's really special to just got off the phone with my brother before this. And just the uh, the work, you know, he's put in to help me and just to prepare me recently, as well as you know, all my life. Uh, I've learned so much from my brother. Uh, it's truly special. So uh, I don't want to get too emotional on it, but uh, it truly is, is special. And for me to work, I mean, it's just starting now. There's, there's, uh, there's a lot to come, and so I'm just excited about the start. And, uh, you know, what we can build. Did you see Let's that Carlson yeah, suffered a torn ACL a couple of years ago in his plan? I did win? not. Did no. I, you know what? We've seen that happen a couple of different times with some kickers. You know, going way back. Now, sometimes yeah. it's because they're running around, jumping around, celebrating. But nevertheless, we've seen kickers do that, where the plant leg, the stress uh, causes them to pop a, pop an ACL. So he's So he's rehabbing that. And then... He comes to combine, and he took the brace off so he could kick for the guys. You know, they wanted to see what it looks like without the brace on the plant leg, and he ends up being a six-round pick for the Green Bay Packers. But this Let's is the of the position. <laughs> and Sledge, what Judy did here. 
Mike on draft night choking up a little bit. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Sunset Grill in Pewaukee tomorrow night. Granny Bingo. Granny Bingo over there at Sunset Grill, Pewaukee Lake on Prospect Avenue. A great place to go. Fun. Really good food as well. And don't forget, come summertime, that big deck they have on the back and the boat docks that are right out front. Uh, or right out back, I should say, uh, so you can walk right to the front of the boat dock and be right there at the restaurant and the bar. Good stuff from our friends at the Sunset Grill, Pewaukee Lake on Prospect Avenue. We'll wrap it up with Mike Clements coming up next. In the Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Road America is your national park of speed. The SVRA Vintage, Moto America Superbikes, Vintage MotoFest, the NTT IndyCar Weekend, SCCA Junior Sprints, the Trans Am Speed Tour, IMSA, and more. It's racing at its best. Go to RoadAmerica.com. Part of a draft where we've acquired 13 new players, so big-time credit to Goody and his staff and ready to get to work with these guys. Big, big shout-out to Goody. Way to go, Goody. <laughs> hey, uh, we have got race season. Need for Speed is about upon us. And if you are, whether it's going to Road America, Milwaukee Mile, the Cross Motor Speedway, Slinger, out in the Dells, whatever it happens to be, there's also one in Union Grove. That's Great Lakes Dragaway, the oldest continuously operating track in the world for drag racing and if you're interested in running your own or going out and seeing some others run theirs and you have the need for speed season passes are on sale right now 262-302-2138 262-302-2138 or simply go to greatlakesdragaway.com that's greatlakesdragaway.com also don't forget our guy mike clemens brought to you by our friends over there at bay motel green bay go to baymotelgreenbay.com quiet cozy and comfortable they're a mile from lambeau field not a bad way to go perfect for a family stay in the bay family restaurant homestyle cooking seven days a week that's the bay motel south military avenue in green bay call them 920-494-3441 920-494-3441 or go to baymotelgreenbay.com we bring mike back in and mike you know when uh, you start to look at uh you know the uh, the different positions they they fortified the safety as well they needed some uh, in the defensive backfield they went in that direction and at least they got a little depth there if they don't bring adrian amos back and they got two defensive linemen colby wooden carl brooks but you know like wooden's only 272 not 300 pounds like most defensive linemen but the word is these are trying guys are trying to get for speed for inside pass rush not necessarily the biggest guys on the field. Now, going into this, all weekend long, the guys in the NFL Network were saying, yeah, it's not very deep at safety this year. And I thought, wait a minute. I thought somebody told us that this draft was deep at tight end and at safety. And then that was Brian Gutekunst. That's what he said at the Combine, which mm-hmm. is why we were saying, oh, doesn't look good for Mercedes Lewis, you know, Robert Tunyon or, or Adrian Amos, right? And the Packers traded down with the Lions, who took Brian Branch from Alabama, he was the last guy that was supposed to be on the stage. That happened Friday night. So let's hope Brian Branch doesn't turn into the next Leroy Butler. But finally, at right. the end of the draft, the Packers took uh, Anthony Johnson, and he talked about moving from corner to safety in his final year at Iowa State. The transition was actually easier than a lot of people think because I'm a guy who, a smart football player, right? Um, I know our defense 
in and out. I learn, I study, I, I'm a film junkie. So as far as knowing what to do, that was the easy part. It was the physical reps that I needed, which I got in the spring, and then understanding that I was further off the ball so I could be more patient. And one of the bonuses that I got was I was able to see the whole picture. Um, at Boundary Corner, if you watch my films, there's a lot of times where I'm communicating and I'm trying to look on the far side of the field because I want to see the whole formation. I've always wanted to play quarterback, and I never got that opportunity until this last season playing safety. I was able to see the whole field. I can see tips and tendencies. Um, I'm able to communicate with people, motion adjustments, and stuff like that. So, man, it was it was very fun, and I'm I'm very excited that I made the switch. And then, obviously, they got a couple of tight ends, Mike, and they needed uh, some pass catchers. A funny moment from Tucker Craft out there in uh, Timberlake, South Dakota. And this is Sarah Quick from the Packers moderating our press conference. Or even my second contract in the league. All right, Tucker, thanks for your time. Appreciate you, and um, we look forward to meeting you. Yes, sir. Or, sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> thanks. We'll see I, you I, again. I had a couple things waiting for my name to be called. Um, uh, <laughs> very excited to meet you guys as well. Um, I'm ready to be in, in Green Bay for sure. Um, I'm so excited to be a Packer. Go Pack Go. Um, green and yellow already. There you go. That's Had a couple awesome. of drinks, Billy. Had a couple of drinks. Called Sarah Quick, sir. I'm sure she's going to remind him of it when he finally arrives in <laughs> Green Bay. Great stuff. Until we talk again tomorrow, good stuff from our guy Mike Clements. Good stuff from everybody else today and all of you over on the live stream. It was a, it was a spirited de- debate and discussion on the live stream today time for us to get out hey don't forget if you haven't signed up already for the uh, the bill michaels outing the bill michaels open coming up this weekend get a hold of our guys over there at barocco hills and uh, golf course and get a hold of ryan good stuff time for us to go have a go it's with the road america season pass you have access to over 50 days of on-track action half price entry for the sunset cruise and morning drive events select private track rentals the annual season pass holder luncheon and so much more go to roadamerica.com